Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Happy Compulsive Overeater. Good Lord. I am so psyched. I have so many loved ones on this call. I don't even know where to go. I could spend 18 minutes just saying, Zan did this for me. Holly loved to pieces. Karen did this. Mark does that. Daryl does this. Nancy does that. Jack, I mean, the whole lot of you. All of my sponsors, almost all of my sponsees are on this call. Um, I believe my brother is on this call. So I'm going to try to do rights, but Jessica is dialing in from New York. It's 9.30 her time. God love you, Jessica. Okay. Um, what I was like... Okay, uh, so many of you have heard these stories. I'm really going to try to spend minuscule amount on what I was like. I was a skinny child, didn't like food, straight A student, ballerina, athlete, only child. Who the hell knows why I felt less than? Nothing to explain it other than, you know, there's no explanation. Some of us are, you know, we're just born this way. But The symptom of that behavior is until I got into this program, I was immature. The world owed me a living. Um, I was very distant. You know, I was an only child and it's just like, you know, don't don't come to my space. Um, At any given time, I, I think I have a pretty decent mind. At any given time, my brain was calculating what's in it for me. Um, and constantly wondering where's mine. I don't know who said that earlier, but it's just constant. This even has nothing to do with weight, but just do, 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 you know, where's mine? I'm such a nice person. Why can't I be, you know, a hundred pounds and entirely immature and unreliable. What happened is I got to OA, who, you know, again, the how is irrelevant. I just had heard about AA for some ungodly reason. I knew there was tremendous credibility to this program. So uh, I was willing to give it a try Um, after all of the diets and therapists and, and fat farms. I gave it a try, walked in, Jack, Mario, Carrie, Three people shared that they had been 300 pounds. And I looked at them, could not believe that they were this size and had kept it off. And then they started talking about God and I was out. I'm like, oh, no, this is just such a cruel joke. There's nothing I'm going to say that's special. Everything I say is so damn typical. Just like everyone else, the seed was planted and I, you just kind of know, like, you know, like, you know, that there's no shot. There is no thousand calorie diet. There is no hypnosis. There is no band. There's nothing. You've just got to do this thing the long ass way. Had an accident, um, was hospitalized for a couple of weeks, made sure I could walk, made sure, I, you know, after making sure I wasn't paralyzed, asked, hey, how much weight have I lost? Everyone understands this. Yes, nod. Um, but I started gaining weight 
walk, you know, with a walker. So imagine how devoted you have to be to the practice of compulsive overeating, something that causes you absolute pain and you still do it enough to start gaining weight. I mean, that's dedication, man. So I came back to OA. What happened? I, I did this. I wrote this. I really wanted to be respectful of everyone's time. What happened is I did everything half-assed. I did not jump in the middle of the program. I did not socialize with the people. I have done, um, I came in um, 1986. I started abstaining 1987. I have um, 34 years. For 34 years, I have done everything half-assed, half-assed in OA. And Zan said one of, I'm not sure Zan, if you remember or not, but you said one of the most liberating things to me when I first came here. Yep. You said aim for average. And that was just like, yeah, you said aim for average. And I was like, ah, that has been that. And, you know, um, action is the magic word. So what do I mean by I've done everything half-assed, but everything half-assed and I still have a life beyond my wildest dreams. So if you dive in headfirst, like the big book tells you, imagine what you can do. Imagine what you can do. So I have a very loose abstinence, no refined sugar, but I don't mess around with that. I had tons of sugar-free crap. You've all heard me talk about headaches, about gas, about diarrhea. You've all been witness to my episodes with frozen yogurt, sugar-free chocolate, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, slowly I've asked God to, um, you know, one day I look at it and just, you know, as the big book says, we recoil from it as if uh, from a hot flame, not because I managed to do anything. The only thing I did was get on my knees. Like they told me I could do that action and say, please, God, you got to take this man. I'm talking a lot about God. Um, I really don't want to scare Kevin or Cassia or Michelle. Um, I am so not a religious person. I'm just a lazy person. So instead of defining seven adjectives, like my lovely brother does, I just use the word God to say there is something that is much bigger than I am and I'm not it. And I came by all of this slowly, slowly. You turn a little something, you say, okay, God, I will say this for the newcomers. This is my favorite story. Uh, first time, you know, I had started my abstinence. It was no refined sugar. I went to Irwan, which is a health food store here, bought pounds of, you know, sugar-free, whatever. And then one day I was, I was in Vons. I lived in West Hollywood and it, the urge hit me and I walked up and down the chocolate aisle for about 45 minutes, kept saying, God, if you really help with appetite, um, and I don't know why you would, because there's the Middle East, there's the hurricanes, there's, you know, these diseases. I can't imagine why you'd possibly give a rat's ass about my weight. But if you do, please help me walk out of here without chocolate. And I did 45 minutes later. Um, so I've done everything that you hear in these programs slowly. Um and it, I still have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I read the big book. I, you've heard me talk about Chuck C's book. I started meditating at 32. Um, 
I hold very, I've held very few service positions. Terrell hates me for this. I have a number of sponsees whom I love and adore. I've hosted and I still have an amazing life. Why do I, okay, what are the tangibles about my amazing life? Tangibles about my amazing life, let's start with food. Anyone who wants to talk about it. Um, or no, not, oh yeah, I have to tell you my latest food story after I give some experience. Um, Holly and Terrell know this. Deborah, you will laugh. Um, so I have been essentially the same size probably for 32, three years of these 34, five years. So as you all know, we have the joke with Terrell, you know, am I a tight size zero? Am I a loose size zero? You've heard me talk about my brother encouraged me to not look like a shriveled prune. He advised me again recently that once again, I look like a shriveled prune, Zanny. And I wanted to say that's just fucking age, leave me the hell alone. But, you know, he gave his piece. Um, so that that's the weight. I have a job in a very, very reputable professional firm. I have a high visibility job that only came because of OA, only came because I use restraint of pen and tongue, only because I've learned that I can go up and say, I'm sorry, I acted inappropriately. Everybody looks at you a little weird, like, you're not supposed to say these things, but, you know, they because of my hair and my mouth and, you know, my animation, everybody just writes me off as being crazy. But in Doing my 10th step, I've become a person of integrity at my job. People come to me to get stuff done and get an accurate answer. Um, just got an amazing recognition from a couple of very senior people in our firm that I could, did not even know it's possible. And I told my boss, it is only because of my friggin' OA. I have a marriage with a kind of man that I did not even know existed. Didn't even know this, this kind of man existed. Certainly didn't have a male model in my life like that. And because Eileen told me how to date, because Deborah told me how to behave and what to say and what not to say. Um, I'm going to jump into why I keep coming back to OA. So I keep 10 minutes. Oh, God, I have eight more minutes. Okay. I keep coming back to OA and do what I have to do. Thank you very much, by the way, because my is not one iota, naturally quiet. I always say, you know, my hair is frizzy and there's not going to be a day that I'm going to wash it. And it's just going to naturally, you know, dry silky. There's never going to come a day that I'm going to look at change or um, some situation in my life and not be, Hmm. Um, that's just how I'm wired. I come here because no matter how many coaching sessions I have, how many courses I take, how many affirmations I say, how many books I read, it's when I see the miracles here and I've written down some of the miracles that I say, if it is possible for him or her, I can believe that it's possible for me. Nothing else gets in here. So I, Carl, you would just nodded your head. 
The first time I believed it is possible that someday I can retire was when you said what you're doing. Honest to goodness, because I had seen you for 15 years and um, on Saturdays, and we talked about important stuff. That's when I came to believe this is possible for me. That was the first time. And then, of course, you know, Carol, um, I was a hypochondriac. I have come to believe that it is possible to go through anything gracefully in this program by watching my beloved brother and um, Natalie. You all know Natalie. Good Lord, the kind of num number of things she went through for real. And she went through them and continued to drink margaritas and joked with us. It, you know, how many times do you hear stuff in um, meetings? Somebody shares and you think, oh, my God, they, they must have it easy. And they start talking about something. And you're like, good God, they're in that kind of pain. And I just recently found out another dear friend is going through some tremendous amount of physical pain in this program right now and she's doing it with grace so i came to let go i don't need to go for all sorts of diagnostic shit whatever happens happens i um learned integrity by watching um okay i'm gonna have to name names Carol, there was a situation many, many years ago that um, he, he had a challenge and I watched what it's like to have integrity, not what I read. You know, you want esteemable, you want to be esteemable, you want to have self-esteem, self do esteemable things. Well, well, if I knew what the hell that was, I would have done it to begin with. I don't need to read the goddamn book. I need to see in the middle what acting with integrity is. So I keep coming back because my thinking has never been righted. I just have a, you know, 34 minutes for every hour, for every year of abstinence, I have one minute of re re reprieve to say, okay, go back to your history. So I keep coming back and do what I have to do because phenomenal miracles that defy logic happen here. And, you know, if I read, I love Louise Hay's book. I love The Secret. I love all of these books, but they apply to somebody else. But when I come here, I say, oh, okay, if Lonnie can do that, I can do this. If Deborah can do that, if uh, Eileen can do that, if, you know, I call. Okay, so here is my latest thing. You're all going to laugh, anyone who's known me. So I have had a problem with itching. For years, try don't even, you know, it's just something I've gone to so many doctors about itching. So Deborah went, finally went to, after I'll start, start trying a voodoo doctor for dermatologist and allergist, went to a new, to a new um, allergy doctor yesterday. Would you like to guess what he told me I have to do? I, I can make it interactive. Yeah. No, nothing artificial. Sweetener. Jack, you know, that means death to me. That means, you know, I went and bought xylitol from uh, Whole Foods till Debbie came and told me this also is aspartame. I eat sugar-free jello, sugar-free frozen yogurt. That's my friggin' abstinence. And I texted Holly and I said, I may need to take a break and say, 
regular gum is okay? And Shahali said, I don't think so. <laughs> it is so not okay. <laughs> so um, I come here because at 34 years, my best thinking is to take a break from uh, and have regular gum. That's my best thinking. And, you know, I heard in an AA meeting, some guy said in 10 years of sobriety, his best thinking got him to thinking a way of supporting his family, a very good way, because he was a responsible member of the society, was to deal drugs. So, you know, that I heard that in AA. So for me, 34 years, I, I need Holly to say it's not an option to have Wrigley's gum. Suck it up. And the today I've, I've slept because I'm so tired from saying, God, I need a candy. I need a candy. I need a candy. So, but I learned here from three people who I'm not going to name on this meeting because I've already named all of them once and I'm going to embarrass the crap out of them. I have learned how you give, thank you, how you give up a, a stable of your food plan. And that, you know, I, I cried. Debbie saw me. I, I cried. How the hell do I tell a normal person I'm going to be 16 a month? I cried because I have to give up sugar-free candy. Does, if that doesn't sound like a five-year-old, I don't know what it what does. So God, God, God. Um, every day I do a shit ton of stuff I don't want to do. I don't want to wake up at 5.30, but... I have to do my 11th step, not because I levitate afterwards, but every day, but because the, the only thing I have going for me that has helped me succeed in this program, and Zan will understand this, is because I have a background as a dancer, I understand discipline. Everything is half-assed, by, but by God, I will do it. I'll drag my ass to a meeting half asleep. You've all spoken to me on Saturday mornings and I've snarled at you. Um, I will get on my knees when I'm like, what difference does it make if I'm on my knees or on the sofa? It's the same shit. But that's what that goddamn book says. That's, you know, I have to understand adding gum is suddenly the thought occurred to me that a little whiskey in my milk would be a good idea. Hasn't changed. I literally said this to Holly yesterday. Can you imagine that 34 years? I said this. So I have to do what I have to do. I do it half-assed and I still have a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I so look forward to witnessing every week showing up and hearing, you know, Nancy say something, Corey say something, Lonnie say something, my beautiful babies, Pamela, Deborah. I mean, I've, I've been with them for 20 years or so, and they don't, I don't even recognize them from who they were. Um, and, you know, one last thing, I, I'm, I am an only child. What I really always wanted was a sibling. And thank you. And I have a brother and probably three sisters in this program that are more reliable and more integrated into my family and into my history than my cousins. Okay, thank you very much for letting me be of service.